So when I was getting fitted for this, it felt kind of cool. <laughs> like, I'm a kid of the 90s. I think it's a top three decade in recent memory. Number one in pop culture, arguably. And um, one of the great debates, were you Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? <laughs> and uh, I have two younger sisters who are here today, and I think we were, we were Team Backstreet Boys. So a, a house united against that. Anyway, good morning. My name's Frank Gannon, and I'm here with my wife, Kate, my wife Kate and our son Frankie, or since it's a formal day, Francis Xavier Gannon IV. So, I know, Game of Thrones stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> when Pastor Josh asked me to give this message, well, as he just said, he said sermon, and I said, all right, well, now I'm intimidated. And then I realized it is a, testimo uh, it is a testimonial of myself and my faith and my family. And how we found ourselves here was right around 2020. So you guys remember that year, right? It was, you know, and... Uh, Kate wanted to get married in 2020, but it wasn't, a, it, wa it wasn't our plan to have some of the hurdles we did, but it was very, very challenging, and uh, depending on who you ask, she said she did most of the planning, but I stand by how I chose the videographer, and that was, uh, it was pivotal in that day. <laughs> so, you know, she might have something else to uh, say about that. So in the midst of trying to replan and then replan again, we had to reach out to what was deemed a VIP guest list of about 80 people. Um, so naturally, I, I started to reach out to all my friends, and I reached out to our esteemed pastor apprentice, Mr. Corey Brown. And um, come to find out, I went to go get his address in California, and he's like, oh, I'm back in Ridley Park. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so I've no Kate and I have known Corey since high school. And before he was on this path that the Lord called him on, and, and being a pastor and apprentice, to me, affectionately, he was just bone-bone. Uh, a great friend for 15 years. He had extended an invite for us to come to Hope, and I thought it was a, a great opportunity, for lack of a better term, to reconnect with Jesus. Uh, I've often referred to this stage with my walk in Christ as Act 2. Kate and I both grew up in strong Christian households. Uh, Kate was very active in her youth group, all the way from elementary school up through high school. And I actually got to know some of her, the leaders of, of that youth group, and uh, her friend Rebecca was the one who officiated our wedding. So it was, uh, you know, friends in Christ that we made throughout all the, the trials. The first time I accepted the, the Lord as my Savior, I was about four or five years old. I was driving over a bridge with my dad, and he had one hand on the steering wheel, and one, he was holding my hand. And I'm pretty sure he prayed with his eyes open that day. Uh, I think if you ask him, it's safe to say that I could recite more scripture at the age of five without fully being able to read than I can now. As I got older, I'd attend, in my early adulthood, I'd, I'd, I would attend church basically because I didn't really have a choice. It was his house and his rules. And, uh, I can appreciate that as a parent now, but then I didn't, you know, I didn't really agree with him. In early adulthood, I considered myself a believer, but I always kind of just viewed God as an insurance policy. Sin wasn't something that I was aware of, and a uh, guilty conscience isn't something that, that I felt too often. Shortly after our wedding, the Lord blessed Kate and I with a child. 
this news would become very life-changing. Every fall, I go up the mountains with my dad and my brother for deer season, and it just so happened to fall on that same week, it was Kate's 12-week ultrasound. Now, take into consideration, when you're four and a half hours up state PA, cell phone reception isn't the best. So when I got a call saying, hey, can you give me a call whenever you get a minute? And I, I just figured it was your typical, hey, everything looks good, because she had gone to the doctor previously, and they heard a heartbeat, and every, you know, I figured, all right, every, everything's good. So I, I get the phone call, and it's in and out, and I can tell she's upset. And we basically found out that Frankie had two issues, life-threatening issues that day. Uh, condition known as high drops fatalis, which is basically fluid buildup in two or more areas of the baby's body. And uh, he also had a cyst, a cystic hygroma on the back of his neck. Each of these issues alone would be an uphill battle. Um, but together, it would, it, would take, it would absolutely take a miracle. And um, it was just news that we, we weren't expecting at all. A few hours later, on, on the way home, uh, the doctor was kind enough to take my phone call, and she had basically explained uh, Frankie's odds, which were less than 15%, that he was going to make it, and um, for uh, Kate to, you know going to do this, uh, for Kate to make it to the delivery. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I was not even planning for this to happen. <clears throat> so I had a bottomless pit in my stomach. <clears throat> and once again, driving with my dad. He was the the calm voice that I needed to hear. <clears throat> Our only option, the doctor would pre present options and scenarios for us, but we, as far as we were concerned, the only option was to submit to God's will. Coming weeks would be very difficult. Lots of doctor's visits and testing that Kate had to go through. And the amount of love and support we received from not only our friends and family who are here today, but also those people who didn't know us. A uh, good friend and former co-worker, uh, he couldn't be here today because he, he got called on night work, but um, <clears throat> brother in the Lord, uh, Paul Wallen, he put us on his request, uh, request bowling at, at church. So Paul, if you're watching this, thank you. It means the world to me and my family. <clears throat> Corey, what can I say? I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be standing up here if it wasn't for you. Extending me that Facebook message. I'm like, he's got my cell phone number. Why is he messaging me on Facebook? Like, he's got my cell phone number. But just thank you for constantly praying with me and being with me every step of the way, praying over the phone down the basement. It's, I just, we can't say enough, man. And Pastor Josh, who just at this point kind of knew me as Corey's friend. I had attended Hope a couple times, but... I remember Corey let me know that I was on the prayer request list here also. So it just, I can't even put into words how much that meant, all the outpouring of just support and love. 
So God works in mysterious ways, right? It's cliche, but it's true. I mean, what are the odds? I, I hadn't attended a worship service consistently for well over 15 years. I maybe attended an occasional Easter service. So I can, I can count on how many times that I had attended, I had attended a service. So as, as I start this act two, God said, okay, I'm, I'm going to test your faith. I'm going to test your family's faith. He, he just wanted us to, rent, to surrender to his will. I believe that the Lord puts these adversities on our path to show us that lean on, just allow us to lean on him and he'll take us through the valley. But once we come out of that and weather the storm, we'll just, we're stronger for it. Our relationship's stronger. We just have different perspective on things. It's almost like it's, it, there's so much scripture in this book that was written 2,000 years ago. And it's like the answers to the test. It tells you how to, to handle these things and prepare for things. It's like, you know, when you're in high school and they're like, this is going to be on the test. And I personally didn't listen. My mother-in-law is a teacher here. She said, why wouldn't you study for the test? I said, I'll wing it. You know what I mean? Like, but the, the Bible is, it gives, it's the blueprint to life and how to handle all these, all these tests. So the first time I, I, not the first time, but one of the earlier services that I attended here at Hope, I actually kept the, the bulletin. Now usually, you know, you might recycle these or leave it in the pew or whatnot, you know, but I happen to just keep this one. And it's from September 27th, 2020. And this is prior to us finding out all the, everything that was going on. And the, the scripture that day was what's become my favorite Scripture in the Bible, Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving in your heart, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Like, that's another thing. Like, I, you know, just as I'm slowly dipping my toes back into coming into church and everything like that, there's a message that is like, all right, get ready. Like, God knows, get ready. Some, like, I'm going to test you now. So as we reached the halfway point in Kate's pregnancy, I was at work one day on my lunch break, and I got another phone call. Kate had yet another doctor visit. Only this call was a little different. The fluid was gone, and the cyst on the back of Frankie's neck shrunk by about half the size. Now, I wanted to play rock and roll since I was four years old. I played in front of numerous crowds and concerts, and having, as a musician, when you write a song and you have that crowd sing those lyrics back to you, it's, if I could bottle that up, I'd, I would have retired when I was 27, because I'd be a rich man. And I'm telling you right now, when the Lord answers your prayer, it pales in comparison to that feeling. I could have ran a four-minute mile when she told me that news, that, that the fluid was gone. 
she was real nonchalant about it too. I'm like, wait a second, like hold on, like the fluid's gone, it's not there. The whole thing that we were given, you know, that was not, uh, allowing him, was preventing him not to make it, that is just that had gone away. Like I was so amped up, like playing a rock show doesn't even compare to that at all. Like when the Lord answers your prayer, it's it's a, it's indescribable. So some of you here today, you might be going through something. Something that seems unlikely or even impossible. Pray about it. Surrender to God's will. And I promise you, He will honor your faith just like He did ours. My son is living proof of God's grace. And if there's one thing I've learned through all of this, is with God, all things are possible. Go birds.